amen and amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Listen, if you're alive and well, you ought to praise the Lord this morning, this first Sunday of a new year. God is good. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. So why don't you go ahead right now and share this with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you're watching Chapel Live. Be a good digital disciple. Go ahead and push that share button. It's easy to do. Go ahead and push it right now on your phone, on your smart device. Bring your friends, your family, your neighbors, everybody into this worship service, this virtual worship service of a brand new year and let's glorify God together why because God is great and he is greatly to be praised the band is here the praise team is here I'm gonna get out the way stand to your feet let's worship the Lord in your house in your home wherever you are he's great and he's greatly to be praised let's worship him anybody know he's great and how should we praise him (laughs) greatly oh yes we're gonna give him glory in 2021 yes Here we go. Yes. The great. The greatness of the Lord is inconceivable. The love that he shows. The love that he shows is unconditional. And the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord is unbeatable. Is unbeatable. Great is the God. Let's say that again. Say it again. The greatness. The love that he shows, the love that he shows is unconditional. And the power of the Lord, the power of the Lord is unbeatable. Is unbeatable. Great. Great is the God. Here we go. God is great. God is great. Oh yeah. And greatly to be praised. And greatly to be praised. God is great. God is great. Yes, he is. To be praised. We're going back to the top. Here we go. The greatness of the Lord. The greatness of the Lord is inconceivable. The love that He shows. The love that He shows is unconditional. And the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord is unbeatable. To be praised, and greatly to be praised. God is, God is great, <laughs> and greatly to be praised. Let's and take it up, y'all. To be praised, God is, God is great. Oh yes, He is, and greatly to be praised.
I am Charles Simpson. Our scripture for the morning comes from Acts chapter 27, verse 41 through 44. And falling into a place where two seas meet, they ran the ship aground, and the foreplot stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves, and the soldiers' counsel were to kill the prisoners, lest any of them swim out and escape. But the centurion willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that they which who could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on board, some on broken pieces of the ship, and it came to pass, and they escaped, all safe to land. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy and inspired word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause say thank you for our many blessings. We thank you for putting your hedge of protection around our families daily. We thank you for a safe holiday season, a season of love, faith, and the reflection of your goodness and mercy. As we journey back to school next week, Father, we ask that you continue to order our steps and keep us safe. We thank you for our pastor and our Cade Chapel family and the ability to remain connected during these challenging times. Father, I ask you that today, Today's lesson inspires us to remain faithful in our works and to convert us into the types of Christian you intended us to be. We ask these and many other blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. And let the church say amen. Come on, come on. God is great. I, listen, I, I, I don't know about you. Amen. I know he took that up a, new, a few more steps. Amen. I don't know if you can get that. Maybe not. But listen, I just got a God is great in my spirit anyhow this morning. Whatever key you in, God is great. God is great. Oh, yes, he is greatly too. Hey, God is great. God is great. I know he's great and greatly too. God is great. Give him a great big hand of praise in your house, in your home. Let him know that God is great. Go ahead and do what you have to do on the, on the line. You know, put those thumbs up. Put those hearts. If God is great, let the world know, my God, I serve a great God. I serve an awesome God. I serve a God who's God above all gods, king above all kings, Lord of lords. He's great. He's good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all. God is great. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen, 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 and amen. God bless you. I feel good this morning. Thank God for another day's journey. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Simpson and, and uh, Driscoll over there. God bless you. Thank you for being with us on this morning. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. I pray that you have brought the new year in well. Pray that the Lord is blessing you and that you are uh, not only being blessed, but that you are aware of the blessings that God has brought into your lives. Amen. God is so awesome and so good. Listen, I want you as a church family, we need to keep some of our members in prayers uh, over the holidays. Uh, there have been some who have lost loved ones uh, as recently as last night. And we want you to be in prayer for Sister Lucille Green, uh, who lost her brother, Mac Adams, on last night. Uh, Mac lives in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and so she will be preparing uh, for that uh, homegoing service of her brother. We want you to be in prayer for Sister Green uh, as, as that family prepares to say goodbye to a loved one. Also, uh, we want to ask that you keep in mind uh, Deacon Hartfield. Deacon Hartfield lost his brother the day after Christmas, um, Brother Carl Hickman. Uh, and I believe he lives in Indiana. Do I have that right? He lives in Indiana. Amen. And so we want you to keep him in your prayers as well. There are a few on our sick and shut-in list that we do want you to lift up as well. Uh, Sister Lenora Williams, uh, the uh, mother of Deacon Kelvin Williams, I understand is in ICU, uh, and so do keep her in your prayers. Uh, Reverend Southward, W. Southward, uh, had a heart attack uh, on this past Sunday, I believe it was, and so I spoke with him last night. He's doing well. Uh, already at home, if you can believe it or not, already at home, and uh, sounded good and sounded strong, but he, of course, is soliciting the prayers uh, of the church, he and uh, Sister uh, Southward as well. And uh, we certainly want to uh, say happy birthday to those of you who are having birthdays this uh, first month of 2021, January babies. We've got a very special January birthday, y'all, very special January baby. She is 99 years old. 99 years old on yesterday, Mother Cora Montgomery, 99 years old. Go ahead, light it up in the timeline. Wish Mother Montgomery a happy birthday. Amen. And to all of our January birthday babies, we wish you a happy birthday as well. I want to remind you that we will resume Bible study on this Wednesday. This Wednesday, join us online at 7 p.m. as we resume Bible study. Also, uh, alone in his presence in the sanctuary, if you want to start off this year uh, by spending some time in prayer and meditation in this quiet space, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week, we are opening the sanctuary for a set number of hours. Uh, you call the church office. Patrice will set you up with a time that you can come in, meditate, talk to, to the Lord. Listen, you need to talk to him. You need to talk to him. Amen, somebody. You got to talk to the Lord. And, and I know you can talk to him anywhere in your house, in your home, on job. Uh, but it's something special about this place. And if you need to come to this place, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week, we make those hours available for alone in his presence. It's giving time now. We want you to prepare your gifts and your offerings, your tithes and your offerings to present them unto the Lord, our God, who has been so good to us. We ask that you prepare now and present you there are any number of ways that you can give you can give by our church app you can text the number that's on your screen as always you can mail your offering or bring it by the church whatever you do we know how you know how we need you to do it do so regularly do so liberally but most importantly do so cheerfully for the lord still loves a cheerful giver it's giving time won't you do so now
our backs were against the wall And it looks as if it was over you You made a way And we're standing here Only because you It was over you, you made. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering that is being received today, as it is used for the uplifting of your kingdom. As we journey through the days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us each path we take. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. But I'm glad he did it. I I don't know why he did it, but I'm glad he did it. I don't know how he did it, but I'm glad he did it. My God, my God, my God. Are you grateful this morning? Are you thankful that he made a way? Does anybody at the house know that you're standing where you're standing? You're sitting where you're sitting only because mm, he made a way. He made a way. He made a way. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God. I'm going to get out the way because if I don't, my God. Mm. Mm. And I'm standing here. And we're standing here. Only, only because you made a way. Mm. Somebody, somebody. That's somebody's testimony right now. Yes, God. Yes, you didn't God. know you were going to make it to 2021, but he made a way. You made a way. When our backs were. When our backs were against the wall. And it looked. And it looked as if it was over. You made, made a way. Stay right here. And. And we're standing here. <laughs> and I'm standing, and we're standing here only because you. And I'm standing, and I'm standing here. Somebody's at home and they're sitting. Can you tell it? And I'm sitting, and I'm sitting here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're sitting here, and we're sitting here only because. Somebody got happy. They stood up, and I'm standing. My God, my God. Somebody didn't know I'm standing, I'm standing, I'm standing. Only because you one more time, I'm standing. And I'm standing here. Only because you made a way. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Chief. We're standing here because he only because he made a way. Yes, Jesus. And you know what? We went through a lot of trials and tribulations yes, over 2020. But you know, God is still good. Still good. After all that we've been through, he's still good. <laughs> yes.
Stay right there. After all. After all. Hey. After everything in 2020. <laughs> One more time. After all.
You don't have to prove it to me. I know for myself. Yes, sir. He's still good. Acts chapter number 27. I want to read verses 41 through 44. I will ask that you, in your time of devotion and Bible study, read the chapter in its entirety. However, for this, our time together, we will zero in on verses 41 through 44. These words you will find recorded and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land, and the rest, some on boards, and some on broken pieces of the ship. So it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. I want to talk from the subject this morning. There is yet hope. There is yet hope. Now that we are a few days into 2021, we probably feel a kind of sense of relief and we breathe a collective sigh, thanking God simply because Driscoll, we made it. I don't know about you, praise team, but I was glad when the clock struck 12 midnight a few nights ago because I could thank God that my family and I made it after everything that we've seen everything that we experienced everything we've been exposed to everything that came close to us but did not overtake us everything that could have gone a different way but god gave us a better outcome a better ending and a better conclusion and i don't believe i'm by myself I mean, the fact that you can exhale after just having inhale without a machine forcing oxygen into your lungs is a blessing all by itself. While some things got delayed in 2020, some things even got canceled, we had to redefine success and reimagine a socially distanced existence. As you play it over in your mind and consider it all, it's not just rhetoric anymore, but it is a reality that we can join in declaring what the Apostle Paul said, uh, the Apostle Peter rather said on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's just good for us to be here. After being gone through what we've gone through, it's just good for us to be here. 
after witnessing what we witnessed, it's good for us to be here. God made a way in 2020, and it's good for us to be here in 2021. God kept us in 2020, and it's just good to be here in 2021. God covered us in 2020, and it's good for us to be here in 2021. Thankful that he watched over us. Thankful that he kept us. Thankful that he covered us. Thankful that his hedge of protection was around us. It's just good for us to be here. I mean, these aren't just songs that we sing anymore, but we know that we could have been dead and gone. The, these aren't just prayers that we pray anymore, but we know that our bed could have been our cooling boards last night. These aren't just cute sayings that we say anymore, but it's not just good to see you, but it's good to be seen. And, and we need to know that in our gratitude, in our thankfulness and celebration of God's mercies given to us morning by morning, let me be clear and let me go ahead and say it so that we aren't confused. The same threat that existed December 31st exists today, January 3rd. Reality check. Hold on before you celebrate. Reality check. Yes, this is a new year, but COVID is still here. I need to say that again because somebody uh, celebrated too fast and you think this thing is over. This is a new year, but COVID is still here and the risks for transmitting and contracting this virus have not changed, which means that as for now, we must remain ever vigilant and sober-minded while faithfully living a reasonably responsible life that recognizes and weighs appropriate risks versus the outcome of any situation. In other words, don't let the fact that you made it cause you to take mercy for granted. Don't let your guard down and get sloppy in doing the things that you need to do in order to be safe and get through the rest of this storm. And even though we have some of this storm left yet to go through, yet some struggles yet to face and some hardships to confront. I must admit to you this morning that I have hope. It's not to say that I haven't had my moments of frustration because I have. I've had those nights looking up at the sky asking God, Lord, how long? I've wrestled with the emotions of faithfully serving when you don't feel particularly effective. I've struggled to find meaning and move forward, but I stand here this morning able to declare to the people of God that I yet have hope. 350,000 people who have lost their lives to this virus, I yet have hope. With three straight years of record homicides in the city of Jackson, I yet have hope. With a right-leaning Supreme Court and a left-leaning Congress, I yet have hope. Why? Why do you have hope, preacher? I'll tell you why. For as long as God is still the God of the universe and still sitting on his throne, there is yet hope. As long as the God of all creation is still sovereign and mighty, there is yet hope. As long as the God of all time is still Alpha and Omega from everlasting to everlasting, there is yet hope. As long as the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, there is yet hope. As long as this great God never sleeps and never slumbers, there is yet hope. Listen, God has not abdicated his throne. Nobody has usurped his authority and there is still nothing to hope. For our God, and in everything that has happened, rest assured that nothing can happen without God's knowledge, which lets me know that there is yet hope. As we begin our journey into 2021, in the rearview mirror, we can see the dark parts of the storm that we've been through a storm that came much like the one described in today's text, just kind of eased up on these men. 
There were indications, yes, that it was on the horizon, but most of the sailors in the text didn't think much of it. They had some places that they wanted to get to and figured that they can beat whatever was coming their way and surely didn't think that what was coming their way was going to be so bad anyhow. And, and if they got caught, the worst case scenario would mean that they would ride it out and maybe perhaps get a bit off course, but nothing that they couldn't soon recover from. So against the Apostle Paul's advice for them not to sail, they venture into the waters anyway. All seems okay initially. Sun is bright, the sky is blue. The waters are perfect for sailing, and it looks like Paul's prediction was off base. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't be long thereafter that a wicked wind called a Eurocliton, the meteorologists call it a nor'easter, which is basically a typhoon, a wind blowing from all directions, meet up together at the same time with this ship in open waters. This is not a thunderstorm that you pass through quickly. This is a cyclone, a typhoon, a meteorological event in the middle of the sea. I think it's safe to say that last year, my brothers and sisters started out in the same fashion. January and February basically looked like any other year. Looked as if 2020 would be smooth sailing and we would get to the destinations that we had charted, accomplish the goals that we had, had set, accomplish the plans that we had created and, and, and do those things without any major disruptions other than those that would come in any normal given year. But nobody expected this nor'easter a Eurocliding to meet us in the month of March, a storm that seemed to blow in all directions, this tempestuous wind that has been disrupting lives since March, disrupting systems since March, disrupting careers and, and destroying relationships and depressing human emotions has taken the world through dark days and dismal nights. And like these men at sea at times, if we are honest, we too have felt that all hope was gone. That's the first point that I want to look at, hope being taken away from you. That's what verse 20 talks about. Verse 20 says, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Maybe you haven't been there. I pray that life doesn't take you there. But there are some experiences that can seemingly snatch hope away from you. I know that you're full of faith. I know that you're a committed Christian, and I know that you've got your hand in the master's hand, but there is a degree of darkness. There is a depth of desperation. There is a tenure of time. There is a length of loneliness. There is a severity of sickness where hope is hard to hold on to. I'm talking to folk who have been through something now. I'm talking to folk who have wondered in their hearts and even said it out loud if they were going to make it. Not, not, not with, with, with the hand that they've been dealt in life. They've wondered, they've wondered if they were going to get through the next day. I'm talking to folk who've lived through and learned through and have learned how to live with hurt that they've never experienced before. And the hurt calls you to look up not only helpless, but in all sincerity, hopeless. Losing hope, hear me, my brothers and sisters. Losing hope does not mean that you no longer trust what God can do. It just means that you don't expect that you'll see him do it. These men had lost hope that they would be saved. 
The storm would not let up and hope was taken. The wind would not ease up and their hope was taken. The clouds would not break up and their hope was taken. Even after they had attempted all of the tactical maneuvers to try and secure the boat, the waves continued crashing against the vessel and tossing them until their hope was taken. Truth be told, sometimes even believers struggle at times to hold on to hope. When you think you're making progress, but the reports come back negative, it can be hard to hold on to hope. When you feel like you might be turning the corner, but the results indicate that you're still a ways off, it can be hard to hold on to hope. But let me help you this morning, this first Sunday of the new year, not to lose your hope. Remember this, a believer's hope is based on the faithfulness of God. Listen to me again. A believer's hope is based on the faithfulness of God. A believer's hope, my brothers and sisters, is not a finger-crossing kind of experience built on chance, but our hope is a moral certainty based on the promises of God. That's what the writer of Hebrews means when he says in 10 and 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. In other words, we can hold on to our hope with absolute assurance, even in the most desperate of moments, because the God who made us a promise is faithful to his word, which means that even when I feel like giving up, I can remain hopeful because my hope is not based on a feeling, but it is built on the fact of God's faithfulness. My hope is not in if the stars line up. My hope is in the faithfulness of in the God who put the stars in space in the first place. My hope is not in someone keeping their word. My hope is in he who promises his promises are yea and amen my hope is in he whose word shall not return unto him void but shall accomplish the thing whereunto he sent it my hope is in he who promised I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you he who promised if you go through the waters they shall not overcome you he who promised the sun shall not smite thee thy maid by day nor the moon by night he who promised no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper he who promised give and it shall be given unto you pressed down shaken together and running over my hope is not based on how I feel but it is on the faithfulness of what he said but the text the text watch the text because the text seems to indicate that these sailors were not believers they were just men sailing trying to make a living and that's one of the problems when you're trying to make a living and haven't figured out how to have a life trying to make a living but have not learned the essentials of life they were just trying to make a living so when life got difficult because all they were concerned about was trying to make a living when life got snatched out from under them wish I had a witness in here when, when life got difficult and they had not discovered what to hold on to and what could really anchor you, they got nervous and lost hope. Why? Because the text says, watch it, read it in your Bible study time. The text says that they dropped their anchors, but the anchors couldn't hold them. Y'all not praying with me. They, they dropped their anchors, but the anchors could not hold their vessel. The storm was so strong. The waves were so boisterous. The wind was so high that even the anchors couldn't hold this ship in place. And when the thing that you put your trust in no longer works, when the thing that you know to do has no effect, it's easy to lose hope. 
In every other situation, the anchors would steady the ship. But this storm was so fierce that even the anchors wouldn't work. My brothers and sisters, that's why you need another anchor. When the storms of life are raging, you need another anchor. When the winds are blowing, you need another anchor. When your boat is tossed and driven, you need another anchor that grips and holds the solid rock of your faith. Not only did their tools not work, but these men evidently had become disoriented in time. For the text says that this storm, watch this, this was no ordinary storm. It lasted 14 days. This was a two-week storm. This is not a thunderstorm that you drive through. This is a cyclone, a typhoon that, that, that keep, watch this, it won't let you go. You, you just in it and, and you, you're not going anywhere but round in circles. You think you're getting out of it, but it's really just sucking you in. And I don't know if anybody has ever been there, if ever felt like that, that, that you're making progress, but you look around and you discover you're really just going in circles. You, you haven't gone anywhere. It's just sucking you in and won't let go. These men were in this storm for 14 days going round and round and watch this and the text says that they could not even see the sun nor the moon during this storm 14 days without seeing the sun rise that will disorient you you don't know if it's day or night you don't know how many days have come and gone they were not only experiencing uh, 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 ineffectiveness with tools with which they were familiar, they had become disoriented at sea with their sense of time and space. There are storms that can do that to you. Mess with your sense of being. Mess with that which centers you, that it tampers how you measure time. It, it messes with how you quantify movement and calculate progress. Everything that you use to define life is taken from you, and that will make you lose hope because your life is based on and built on things that the right kind of storm, those things won't stand up to. So their hope was taken. But I'm glad today that even though their hope was taken in the text, we see where hope is spoken. Yeah, hope is spoken. And I'm glad that it does not take much for hope to be spoken. For the text says in verse 33, today is the 14th day. You have waited and continued without food and eaten nothing. This is Paul now talking to them. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment for this is for your survival, since not a hair will fall from your head on any of you. Paul says, listen, you've been in this thing for 14 days now. You've not eaten anything. And you know, folk, folk will find religion when they get in trouble. They, they weren't believers, didn't have any particular heart for God, but when they got in a storm that wouldn't let them go, they started fasting. You know, folk will try anything if it gets desperate enough. Paul says, listen, you hadn't eaten anything for 14 days. Go ahead and eat something now. Because you need the nourishment for your survival. Since none of you, watch this, since none of you are going to be harmed. How do you know that we aren't going to be harmed, Paul? 
We've been out here doing everything we know to do to secure this boat, to keep it from breaking up. We've even thrown cargo overboard. We've let the anchors down. We've tried to use the currents to stay far enough inside the coastal waters, and yet we keep getting pulled and dragged out further without getting close. Everything is going wrong. How do you know we're not going to die out here, Paul? Verse 23, Paul says, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Paul says, I, I'm not worried about this because the God whom I serve has already talked with me. And he not only gave me a word for me, he gave me a word for you. He said, this thing that we're in, we're going to get out of. We're going to lose the ship, but there won't be any lives lost. Paul speaks a word of hope to these men in the midst of their storm. And I'm glad that hope for a believer can be restored by a broken or spoken word. Hope for the believer can be reignited by a spoken word. Hope for the believer can be renewed by a spoken word. The spoken word reminds me of what the Lord declared concerning me. And when I would get depressed, a spoken word reminds me to cast my cares upon the Lord for he cares for me. When I would get anxious, the word reminds me, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. When I would get frustrated by the happiness of life. The word reminds me, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. When I would be troubled, the word reminds me, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. And that's why it's important to stay in the word of God because the spoken word of the Lord provides and restores hope when it's hard to hold on to hope. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when I hear the word, my faith is restored. When I hear the word, my hope is renewed. When I hear the word, I am reminded that what looks like a hopeless situation, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when everybody else is worried, I can go about my day worshiping because I yet have hope. When everybody else is pondering and pacing the floor, I can be at peace because I yet have hope. When everybody else is riled up. I'm at rest because I yet have hope. Paul says, y'all going to need something. Ain't nobody going to die. He says, but now this ship is going down. I don't believe y'all heard me. He said, ain't nobody going to die, but we will suffer loss. You, you, you will, watch this, you will live through this, watch this, but what you've been basing your life off of Y'all didn't hear me. You will live through this, but the thing you've been living for, you will live through this, but the thing which you've been using to make a living, you will live, but the thing you've been trusting in is going down. Mm. This is the last thing I want to tell you about is about the hope in the broken. He says this ship is going down. And in fact, when you read the text, it says that the ship runs aground and the front part of the ship gets stuck. And while the front part of the ship is stuck, the back part is, is, is being beat with wave after wave after wave. 
So much so, the force of those waves finally break that ship up into pieces. The text says that debris and broken pieces of the ship are floating in the water. But look at what happened. They're close enough that some of them could swim to shore. It's in the text. Read it. For the centurion makes a decree and says, you who can swim. That's why it's good to learn how to swim. You who can swim, y'all go on and swim to the shore. He says, but now you who can't, grab hold to some of the broken pieces. I wish I had a witness in here. I'm, I'm, I'm finished when I tell you this. Sometimes we complain about life when things start to break up. We cry over what we lost. We grieve when the things that we built our lives on around or on, we end up losing those things. But here is some hope. When life is broken up, this text reminds us that we may not have all of what we had at one time, but if you can hold on to some of the broken pieces, God has a way of making sure that if you can't get to where you need to be, that there are some broken pieces that you can hold on to that will take you where he needs for you to end up. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying somebody is grieving the loss of a loved one right now. You feel like all hope is gone. But I stopped by this morning to remind you that there is yet hope in broken pieces. God has not left you. God has not forsaken you. And while you're grieving over what you lost, you need to look at and thank God for what is left. God leaves us sometimes with broken pieces. When you don't have the strength that you once had, you ought to thank God for some broken pieces. Broken pieces that will hold you till you get your strength. Broken pieces that will help you keep your head above the water. Broken pieces that will keep you from going under. Broken pieces that will buoy you until you find your feet under you again. Do I have a witness here? You ought to thank God this morning that he left you with some broken pieces. May not look like what you once had, but thank God it's enough to get you to where he needs you to be. And good news this morning, God has always used some broken stuff. Broken things, yeah, have always been used by God. God used a man by the name of Moses whose speech was broken, but he used that man with a broken tongue to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage because God uses broken pieces. He raised up a woman by the name of Esther 
who came from a broken home. For the Bible says that her cousin Mordecai raised her as his daughter. But she was used as by God and became a queen to save her people because God uses broken people and broken things. Jesus used a broken woman from Samaria who had five husbands, but she spread the gospel. Why? Because God has a record of using broken stuff. Jesus took five loaves of bread and two little fish and broke the bread and broke the fish and those broken pieces fed the 5,000. Do I have a witness here? And then on the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and broke it, blessed it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do I have a witness here? God uses broken stuff to do blessed things. Is there anybody here who can thank God today? God gave me some broken stuff. And one day on a hill called Calvary, do I have a witness here? They broke the skin on his back and the blood came streaming down the blood came streaming down one day they broke him but thanks be to God it's the broken stuff that God will use to do blessed things say yes say yes there's hope there's hope I'm through there's hope there's hope in the broken, just the broken pieces were enough for those sailors to make it safely to shore. I, I want to encourage somebody who's lost hope because right now you're looking at a life that looks nothing like what it was before last year came. You're looking at a situation that's changed the landscape of your life forever. And you're losing hope, but beloved, be encouraged this morning. Hold on to what's been broken. Because he'll take that and perform a blessed miracle. Hold on to the broken pieces. And watch God rescue you, redeem you, keep you safe. There is yet hope. And if the storms don't cease, And if the winds keep on blowing, my soul, my soul is anchored in the Lord. My God, my God. The doors of the church are open. Same path.
having a life life is given through Jesus Christ call the number on your screen there's somebody there who's waiting to talk with you right now to lead you to Christ lead you to this new life that you might anchor your soul in a lasting relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ the Son the invitation is extended you to go ahead and call now call right now you put it off long enough call right now Somebody will talk with you, pray with you, and lead you to new faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Thank you for joining us on this first Sunday of 2021. We don't know all that this year holds. Nobody does. If we learned anything 
this last year, we should have learned, those of us who are sometimes sloppy with the word of God and sloppy with how we present it, we ought to stop saying all the time, this is the year of such and such. Wish I had a witness in here. Tell people all the time, if it's gonna be a year of breakthrough, if it's gonna be a year of increase, there has to be some years of sowing. If it's gonna be a year of turnaround, there has to be some years of having gone through something. So we don't always know what the year holds. But I'm absolutely convinced of who holds this year. I want you to go with it with your head up high and with your anchor of faith gripped onto the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And if we do that, if we do our part, I know God will do the rest. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you and give you his peace. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you, now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Happy New Year. Go in peace. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah.